Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, how are you today? I am phenomenal. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of chuckling at that last podcast you did. You, you had your daughter on as a guest and she was, I'll tell you what, she's sassy, man. And that's a good yeah, thing. She, she, she is. She is <laughs> sassy. So you know, I, told you, I told you before, I got five kids. And of course, my yeah. oldest, Michael, works for me at 30. Um, and I got, uh, you know, my youngest is, is, is Melania, 10. And she's, uh, she's, she's, she's pretty sassy. And she knows it. She knows she's the uh, little princess of mm-hmm. the Leonardi family. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would encourage any listener that hasn't heard that. She was cute as a button. And smart as a whip too. I mean, they uh, they played a little game and and uh, she made some cash, and that's all I'll say about that. But uh, she definitely made some, made some money, so right. that was good. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, she's not on the podcast today. It's just you and I. What are we talking about? Well, you know, financial habits. You know, financial habits. You know, last podcast we we're talking about you know finances and money and the thought processes of all that. But you know, you know, we're talking about bad financial habits that really people need to break uh, to get out of debt. I mean, in today's society, debt is a Big, nasty thing, right? Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Absolutely. I mean, big, nasty thing. And people get en- engulfed in debt, and uh, it just is very hard for them to do anything. Um, and that's kind of an important situation. And, you know, I see it across the board. You know, again, my, my daughter was on last podcast, and I keep trying to explain to her money and saving. And, you know, it was hard for her to kind of understand debt because she's not, you know, paying any bills now, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she does have to earn her money, and she does have to pay for stuff. So she does kind of understand that. But, you know, obviously no gas and insurance and all those type of debts. But it's amazing to me as I talk through uh, different folks, whether they're young, you know, at young 20 or, you know, 40, 50, even the 40, 50s, sometimes they just don't understand you know, some of the problems of financial habits they've developed that is really stopping them from getting out of debt. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's a very, very tough situation. And I see it all across age groups. Um, even people that come into me that want to talk to me about retiring, you know, and of course, first thing I start taking a look at is, okay, what kind of income you got coming in? What kind of flow you got going out? And how much you owe, yeah. right? And, and so even older people that are getting close to retirement have a problem with debt. So I think understanding these elements are crucially important. Let's just have a little bit of perspective here. You know, I was it was kind of crazy. I, I actually read this article by the Federal Reserve Bank in New York, and it was just talking about the size of the debt, size of debt. Uh, and it said with new extensions of credit, that helped actually drive the debt to over $15 trillion um, by the end of the third quarter in 2021. $15 trillion. And let me repeat that one more time. 15 trillion. <laughs> I mean, so we're talking some massive, massive numbers here. You know, and again, that's like 286 billion uh, total household debt. Uh, mortgage balances were a, a pretty good chunk of that. It rose by 230 billion the same quarter. Auto loans, 28 billion. Student loans, 14 billion. And credit card debt actually increased in the third quarter of 2021. It increased by $17 billion. And that was after an additional increase of about the same size in the second quarter of 2021. So again, we're talking about these numbers. It, these are massive, massive, uh, massive, massive credit card debt issues. So it's kind of important to understand. And, and so we have to think through this process. Where is all this coming from? 
And it's not just everybody else. I mean, before we start criticizing everybody else, we need to be looking at our own credit card balances, our own savings accounts, our own spending habits, right? I mean, we have to take a look at that stuff. Yeah, you know, it's 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 totally crazy, right? So we have yeah. to take a look at where we're at. I mean, $157 billion of credit card debt since 2019 has been accumulated by the average American. $157 billion. I mean, that's a mess. Mm. Take a look at the average household. Uh, Five thousand three hundred and fifteen bucks is the average credit card debt in a household in twenty twenty. Sorry, what was that again? Five thousand three hundred and fifteen bucks is the average household debt. Just credit. Now, again, these re- yeah, it, it, and that, that was based wow. on an Experian report. So I mean, it should be a pretty credible report. And that is just that was in twenty twenty. Of course, these reports are always behind. But I mean, that's pretty recent. Yeah. So just think about that. I mean, I'm not going to ask you how much credit card debt you have because you're crazy smart, you're crazy intelligent, you probably don't owe anybody anything, and you're sitting on piles of gold is what Eric's probably doing, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but but just sure. think about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just think about this. Five, how, how easy is it to get 5000 bucks in credit card debt? Uh, very quick. Yeah, you can, Man. people can do that very quickly. Very quick. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're putting all their grocery bills on, their clothes, bam, bam. You know, a Christmas I mean, people think, well, I'll just put this stuff on, on credit for Christmas. I want to buy people stuff. And, and they just think, well, I'll, you know, I'll pay it off next month. You know, I'll mm-hmm. pay it off the first quarter of the year. Well, well, think through the process here. You know, credit card debt, the biggest problem with credit card debt is interest, right? Yeah. And, of course, the credit card companies charge like 1% or 2% interest, right? Oh, very low like that. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. many yeah. credit, credit cards Credit card companies like have no money. So they, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they don't charge no money. You know, the average, I, I kind of pulled up what the average credit card rate is. It's 18.9%. Christmas. That's the average credit card rate. Now, there's I've seen them out there 24.99, 26.99. And, That's, of course, you know the, the other ones that are smaller are the 0% interest for the first 12 months. That, those are all marketing ploys to mm-hmm. get you to move that money to them, right? Yeah. But just think of 18.9. You had 5000 bucks in credit card debt over Christmas, or you just put a bunch of stuff on there, right? How long would it take you to pay that off? Well, the first question is how much are you paying monthly, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think the average person on their credit card bill, what does the average person pay on their credit card bill? The minimum. The minimum. <laughs> yeah, the minimum. That's a, yeah. And, and, and yeah, and minimum, minimum you know, companies, they want to charge you the absolute minimum to pay, right? They don't want you to pay big amounts. Right? Why? Well, they're making boatloads of money on all that interest, so they don't want you to pay those things off at all, mm-hmm. right? So you take a look at the average the minimum payment on a credit card is 1% to 3%. That's what the average minimum, you know, minimum payment is, wow. right? So five thousand dollars credit card balance, almost you know, eighteen point nine, nineteen percent interest rate, with a three percent minimum payment. How long? How long would that take you to pay that off if you just paid that minimum balance? Take a guess. How long? I, yeah, I couldn't even. I couldn't even guess with that. I mean, I don't. Yeah, over seventeen years. Shame, jeez, yeah. Uh, over seventeen years. I mean, so it's crazy. So people tend to pay the minimum. And, of course, what happens is it takes longer than that, theoretically, right? Mm-hmm. Because why? <laughs> people are paying the minimum. And they're spending and then more. as soon as it gets down, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> I need that new pair of Nikes, right? And so, so the balance starts getting down, and guess what? They start charging more. So, so we develop this habitual lifetime relationship with credit card debt. Yeah. Now – we all have it, and you know we all have credit cards to use for a certain segment. But the key is getting it under control, and that that's just kind of the key. So I was going through this article that 
I thought was pretty awesome. And I'm going to put it on our on our website so people can get access to our website and, and get a copy of this and take a look at this thing because it's pretty important stuff. You know, you can get it by going to our website, you know, duckduckplan.com, and there's a podcast tab, uh, and you can click on there and get some additional information. Drop us an email. We'll be happy to send you the link for this report. But it's a pretty important to kind of go over. So you need to take a look at this. And if you got all your ducks in a row, who can you share this with? Yeah, absolutely. How about how about your friends that aren't that don't have their ducks in a row? How about your children? How about your grandchildren? Right. So if you're young, you need this. If you're old, you you need it, or you need to share it with somebody. So let's talk about some of those things. Let's talk about ten things you should be thinking about. Okay. What causes problems? What doesn't? What does stops you from getting your credit card debt paid off? So the first thing on the list is impulse buying. Impulse buying. Now, now who does impulse buying? My wife. Oh, we just, oh I, didn't, I didn't say that at all, did I? She's going to listen to that. <laughs> Everybody does. It's crazy, we all right? Do, yeah. She'd yeah, say you, me, you, yes, any, for sure. Any store you go through, you, you know, any store you go through, you know, you know the credit, the aisles that you go through to get to the you know, the register, the cash register, you know, the, the, they're loaded with junk, right? That's for mm-hmm. the impulse buyers. And you get up there and you think, oh, my goodness gracious, I need that, oh, I need that, and I need that. So next thing you know, you've added on three, four, five things that you don't really need. You just impulse, you added it, say, well, it'll be nice to have, and you add it on your bill. So we gotta get we gotta get impulse buying under control. Well, here's the problem with impulse buying. You know, we tend to rationalize. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, do you know what rationalize means? No. To rationalize means to tell rational lies. Uh. <laughs> we ra- we tell ourselves rationalize all the time. Well, you know what? I just kind of needed that. You know, I needed that new TV. You mm-hmm. know, I needed that expensive bag for those uh, women out there who who buy you know sh- you know handbags or or men. You, I guess a man could carry a man bag. I guess right. You know, or gadgets or new phones or or whatever. We rationalize. Well, I need this. Well, it's the new technology. Well, you know, I can't live without this. And so we rationalize. So where does that purchase tend to end up? Well, it tends to end up on our credit cards, mm-hmm. right? Because usually rational impulse purchases, you, you know, you see that four, five, six hundred dollar thing, and you don't tend to have that, have that cash in your pocket, right? So, so it might end up on a debit card, which would be great coming right out of your bank account. But where does it end up on most of the time? Going Boom. to a credit card. Going to right, right to your credit card, right to your credit card. And the problem is, you kind of lose track of your budget when you're doing impulse buying. And we're going to talk about a budgeting in just a minute here. But again, you just kind of lose track of that because the impulse buying just happens, and boom, here you go. So the whole focus on impulse buying is you have to develop a plan that helps you cope with that irritating itch <laughs> to spend without thinking. You know, you got to kind of think about that. And if you're thinking about that, you're still going to make some mistakes. But if you start to think about that and implement that in your in your in your focus in your life, hopefully you'll start reducing that impulse buying, right? Hmm. So it's kind of important. So here, how about number two? How about using credit cards for points? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I hear people that. tell me all the time, well, I'm going to put that on my credit card because guess what? I get points. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, that's great. Nothing wrong with some points, but but here's the problem. You know, you know, not all credit card, you know, not all credit cards that give points are evil, right? But that's kind of some of them are, right? Some of them are. You know, what's the reason why credit card companies give you those points? To uh, out of the wonderful generosity, yeah, out of yeah. the wonderful generosity of their heart? <laughs> No, the whole concept behind the reward points is to encourage you to spend more, mm-hmm. right? So, so you got to be very cautious. Now, again, if you're putting stuff on a rewards card, getting some points, and paying stuff off every single month, you're not carrying balances. It's not causing you excess interest and debt and late fees and stuff like that. Okay, I get that. But a lot of people don't do that. They don't pay that. They, they just kind of build it up and they rationalize, tell themselves rationalize. Yeah, but you know what? I got some points, baby. I got some points, right? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I read this survey. It was a 2021 survey by MIT uh, Sloan, uh, Sloan uh, School of, of Management. And it was talking about you know, the rationalization of what goes through your brain you know, with different purchases, right? And so they actually did some technology and did some, did some imaging. And they compared like a, a brain reaction, your brain reaction to a cash, cash purchase versus a credit card purchase. Isn't that kind of weird? I mean, hmm. I mean, the, the people already kind of knew that you know people generally spend more with their credit card anyways because they just plunk it on the you know they just plunk it on the credit card. It's easy to pull out that thing and, and and do that, right? But this study actually observed that overspending on credit cards was a lot easier for people to do for using credit cards. So it actually kind of kind of had it activated what they what they called um, reward centers in their brains. And again, hmm. I'm not saying I believe in all this stuff or you know I'm a doctor or whatever, but but I thought it was kind of interesting. It kind of reacts the reward center in your brain. Again, helping you rationalize, right? Mm-hmm. So it helps you drive the craving to spend. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, how complex the brain is to begin with. You know, we do a lot of things and we can't really explain why we do some things and it's because kind of how our brain works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we just buy it, you know, we buy something to just make us happy. Well, that's kind of a problem, right? So we've got to start getting that under control and starting to think through that process. You know, you know, it's kind of it's kind of the old adage, you know, you know, if you, well, if you if you you know, the more you buy, you know, the more you save, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you ever heard of that, right? Y- yes. You know, and again, my wife, my lovely, lovely wife Melissa, she calls this concept spaving. Sp- and the first time she t- yeah spaving spaving and the first time she told me spaving I'm like what in the heck is spaving she goes well spending to save she says, if I spend that extra money I'm gonna save the extra dollar I'm like what are you talking about spaving yeah spending to save right and, and the worst habitual uh, you know program with this is a department store you know and I'm not gonna say the department store it starts with a K and then ends with a roll right. <laughs> You know, but you know they give you they give you bucks and they give you cash back and they give you cash to spend. All you know, so you start figuring out all these discounts and it's kind of crazy what you can do, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're under control with that, you can really save some money and get cash back and all that kind of wonderful stuff. Now, now again, I'm going to throw this out there. You know, my wife is not a spendthrift. She's incredibly awesome at, at saving and uh, she's very disciplined with money, more disciplined with money than I am. Um, in fact, she'll still tell me before she buys something, it's, a, it's like 42 bucks. You think I ought to spend 42 bucks on that? I'm like, baby, you want it? Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, spend the money. You don't have to ask me about spending. You know, she never asked me for money, but I'm, I'm saying my point is, you know, she's very good on money, so I want to throw that out there. But but I always thought it was kind of a spending to save, saving. You know, yeah. But if you rationalize that and you say, hey, look at the money I saved, what's going to happen to that credit card debt? Yeah. It's going to continue to get higher and higher and higher. And the problem with some of this stuff is people develop lifetime, you know, lifetime habits of this stuff. So they get under that concept of debt, and they can't mm-hmm. just get out. That's the key. They just can't get out. So again, again, number number two, very important. You know, using credit cards for the points. Again, you got to do it properly. You got to be sure if you are doing that, you pay that stuff off. But the other thing too is a lot of these credit card companies have very tough restrictions on how you can use the points. Mm-hmm. You know, you you can use the points on on the second Tuesday of the week in December when it's seventy degrees. That's right. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm saying? So again, it might not be all up, you know, all it's cracked up to be. Uh, be sure you're kind of doing that smart, right? Kind of important stuff. Spaving, spending to save, right? So how about this number one? Or number three, we always hear this. How about keeping up with the Joneses? Oh, yeah. Ugh. 
you know, so many times we often think to ourselves, uh, you know, hey, you know, my our buddy has this, my neighbor has this, I need one of those. And, you know, we've all been down that concept, right, of being able to keep up with the Joneses. And sometimes it's, it's smaller events that you don't really think. So you don't think you're going out and buying a brand new BMW because your neighbor did. But, you know, that $5,000 new lawnmower that he bought, well, I need one of those too. So mm-hmm. even on those smaller purchases, not that – 5000 bucks is a small purchase, but my point is you can easily start using that keeping up with the Joneses to add up that additional credit card debt. Yeah. So, so, so it's kind of an interesting concept to kind of think through and say, hey, listen, do I need to do that? I mean, some people just think to themselves, you know, there's these things called wealth triggers where, or wealth signals. All of a sudden, people purchase stuff um, to keep up with the Joneses, and it's called conspicuous consumption. I read that the other day, conspicuous consumption. Hmm. <laughs> Isn't that kind of neat? Uh, I almost sound like a. This is Doctor Scott on the Scotty Show. <laughs> Conspicuous consumption. Uh, it's a disease you have. You need a pill for that, right? But but anytime you purchase something that otherwise you wouldn't purchase, uh, but you purchase it to actually impress somebody or to make yourself look more successful. Conspicuous consumption. Ask your friends and family next time on Trivia Night what conspicuous consumption is. (laughs) But but sometimes we do that. I mean, sometimes we buy something that makes us feel more successful and that kind of stuff. But the problem is that gets out of hand. Yeah. And when it gets out of hand, where does that stuff end up on? Your credit card. Absolutely. Or it starts eating up that savings account that you may kind of may or may may not have. So that's, Uh you know, kind of some pretty important stuff to be thinking about, right? I mean, we should be thinking about you know, saving for our retirement and, 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 and focusing on the stuff that people can't see, right? Uh, I mean, yep. it's easy to create envy and, and, and kind of want to think to yourself, well, you want to prove your worth, you know, because you, you know, you have, you drive a nice car. Well, it doesn't prove you have better worth, right? Because what people see doesn't necessarily mean you're a better person, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, paying off your debt, you know, saving for retirement, improving your credit score. I mean, Lord have mercy, people need to aggressively focus on improving their credit score. I mean, yeah. Right, I mean, I mean, sometimes people don't really realize their credit score. Some people, people don't even monitor it, which I think is kind of ludicrous. You got to monitor it, especially when you have poor credit. You got to monitor it so mm-hmm. you can see how you can fix that, right? And there's tons of ways. There's no excuse today in today's society with all the technology not to be able to see what your credit score is and monitor that. You know, it just it's just so important. Um, you know, and reducing you know your debt and helping your credit score is important. I mean, sometimes people don't think about this. They think, "Well, oh, yeah, my credit my my credit's poor, and there's nothing I can do about it." So so what? I'm not I'm not I don't need a loan. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what other problems uh, do you uh, financial problems do you, are you affected by with poor credit? Oh, there's quite a few. Uh, quite a few. I mean, a perfect example. I mean, car insurance. You know, you buy car insurance. One of the things they do is they run your credit score. And you think, oh. what do you mean they run my credit score? Well, again, part of the risk is do you pay your bills, right? Mm-hmm. So with poor poor credit or lower credit, you will pay more money in your auto insurance. And your homeowner's insurance. insurance. Yeah, and homeowner's insurance. And, and again, that equates to sometimes you know, 15, 18, 20, 25% more, you know, whatever the number is. And that more is more for years, right? Again, yeah. people just don't kind of realize that. You know that extra dollar. I mean, if it's extra fifteen, ten percent, you know, ten, fifteen percent on your on your auto insurance. Eh, oh well, five, six, seven years. Add that stuff up. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the incredible stuff. It's those account balances that people can't see that should create your worth. Right, building up that four hundred one k, saving for retirement. Man, that's the symbol for success. But you know, yeah. again, people aren't seeing that. You know, so kind of important to kind of think through. Keeping up with the Joneses, tough stuff.
Okay, so let's talk about uh, number four. I number mean, this is pretty four. good information, isn't it, Eric? It's fantastic. I mean, it, this is, I was, I've been, my mind's been reeling about all the, especially when you brought up the, the school thing, because, uh, what was it, MIT? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the other thing that I've noticed, and, and this is documented, is that these stores, a lot of them have installed these, you know, the self-checkout and all that. When you run your card, whether it's a debit card, credit card, whatever it is, it plays certain notes that they've tuned just like they tune casino slot machines to play certain notes that are more appealing to people. So it's a pleasant experience spending your money. Oh, it's another exactly way to right. get you psychology wise. You know, it's There's just a lot crazy. Of psychological t- yeah. you know, you know, aspects to this. They they want your, they want your money. Absolutely. You need to save your money. They want your money. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. And that kind of actually leads me right into number four. Uh, you know, shopping to boost your mood. Oh man! I mean, Lord, yeah. there's so many people that they. I mean, I mean think about this stuff. Everybody, every listening person out there in the listening audience right now, every probably one of you can probably raise your hand. You know, have, have you just bought something just to feel good? I mean, it, it mm-hmm. happens, right? But some people have a serious problem with that. They, 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 every time they get depressed, every time they get, get in a funky mood, they want to go out there and spend money so they can feel better. And yep. you know that's that's a huge that's a huge problem that's a huge problem because again that whole pop you know, process of repetitive compulsiveness to, to buy uh, it, it can create some pretty harmful emotional and social financial consequences in your life so you just got to kind of put the brakes on and think to yourself you, you just can't do that You're, I, I can't I can't believe you brought this up because this is something I noticed in myself in just the last probably year year and a half I've never had that issue Scott. I'm sorry, but Amazon makes it way too easy. So we went through a period where we had to order some things online. There was some things for the house that we were, because we're, you know, redoing a lot of the house. There's just been some things that we needed to order, tools and other parts. Uh, I was helping my daughter with her car. So there were constantly boxes on my on my porch. And it was cool. You know, who doesn't like opening a package? Oh, my and God. It's Christmas. I, every yeah. Day. I, and I've never had that feeling. I've never, you know, shopped to elevate my mood. But when those packages stopped coming, I missed it. It was just the weirdest feeling. I was like, man, there's no packages today. I was kind of disappointed. And then I realized, oh my gosh. I'm addicted to shopping online right now. I exactly right. Totally stopped doing it. Oh, I mean, I used, to, I used to make fun of my aunt. You know, what's that show? QVC or something? Yeah, shopping oh, yeah. Network. Yeah, I used yeah. to make fun because she was on there for like hours and hours and hours, <laughs> and she'd buy a cup of crap all the time. I'm like, who does that? Yeah. I'm like, well, guess what? Millions of people. That's Absolutely. what the QVC, QVC network or whatever. I mean, they made boatloads of money. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. But you're right. In today's society, it's a whole different deal. Now you can you can say, "Hmm, I'd like to have one of those," and you just click on Amazon, boom, boom, boom. You put the title in, and then 15 items pop up. You choose one. You hit your credit card, and you, and you don't even, everything's saved. You don't, just yep. boom, 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 and then you see that we'll deliver it to you tomorrow. I'm like, tomorrow? Exactly. <laughs> oh, I gotta buy this just to see if it comes tomorrow, right? That's right. And it's it's ludicrously just crazy. As a matter of fact, one time <laughs> we actually ordered something Sunday morning on Amazon. And would you believe it, it was delivered to my house by seven o'clock Sunday night that yeah. day? Yeah, Lord help me how, when drones start delivering packages to my house because I just want to watch is, them fly in. <laughs> yeah, how is that possible? I mean, it's ludicrous. Yeah. And of course, we, we think through the, all the all the stuff we just kind of experienced through, and we're still kind of experiencing the, the whole COVID situation. But yeah. and when everything is closed down. I mean, people need interaction. They need something else to do. Getting on, spend, 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 spend. I mean, that just that just occurs. So, mm-hmm. and again, I'm just as guilty. So again, the whole thought, uh, the technology, the whole thought process on you know shopping because of your mood, you, you got to kind of get a handle of that because yeah. it can get crazy. I mean, I mean, there's folks who really have a serious serious problem. Like, I mean, a shopping addiction. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they need to seek professional help. And I'm not saying you need to seek professional help, but but we'll talk about this on other podcasts to see. <laughs> Let's talk off maybe this, <laughs> I need to refer you to somebody else. I just might need to do that, right? I'll be so, on the Scotty couch. That's what be, I'll be. You'll be on this. You'll be on the Scotty couch, right? <laughs> so again, here's here's a focus. You, you got to be able to, you know, kind of kick the habit of emotional spending. Yeah. You got to think to yourself, and one of the great ways to do that is is, is create a waiting period for yourself. And if you, if you, and again, this mm. is just a discipline you have to develop. So you think to yourself, you know what? I want to buy something. I want to look at this. I'm looking at new golf clubs or whatever, whatever it happens to be. And you, you make decisions. Hey, listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait a week. I'm gonna wait seven days. I'm gonna wait five days. I'm gonna wait whatever the period is before I decide to buy. I'll look at it now, but I'm gonna wait five days, uh, 24 hours, 48 hours, whatever it is, mm-hmm. before I purchase. I'm gonna make that rule for myself. You'll be amazed how you think through that process, and now it kind of helps curb. That shopping to boost your mood. Yeah. Again, pretty, pretty, pretty tough stuff, and people deal with it on a regular basis. Absolutely. So, so we're gonna we're going to number number five, and this podcast has, has been a little bit longer podcast, as you know. I know, I know, we're kind of getting close to end mm-hmm. of time here, and I think we're gonna well, let's divide this podcast in, into another podcast. Because oh, that's great. Some great information, and I think I think I think I got some other awesome stuff to share with you, and I want I want to share with you. But let's talk about number five, um, and that's you know spending uh, spending on convenience. And it kind of leads into the, mm. the the emotional process, right? So overspending just for the sake of convenience is a massive trap, right? Yeah, it's incredibly hard to get out of debt uh, when you start thinking to yourself, "Well, you know, I just I'll just get that takeout meal. You mm-hmm. know, I'll just I'll uh, you know I, I need I need that coke. I, I'll just buy my lunch. I, you know, I'll just go to the restaurant. I'll get a, give me a cheeseburger, or whatever, right? And you think about the just takeout meals. I mean, people spend absurd amounts of money, you know, eating out. And I, I love to eat out too, but my point is, what is it doing to your health, and what is it doing for your pocketbook? I mean, I mean, just it, I mean, eating meals at home, something you could prepare, is a fraction of the cost of what you eat when you know when you eat out, right? Yep. You know, you know, without what, what they used to call it, brown bagging it, mm-hmm. brown bagging it, <laughs> kind of important, right? And even it, it's not even the brown bagging. Again, we start to rationalize, right, and we start to get into these habits. So you know that Starbucks coffee. Right, I mean, I, I got a good good buddy of mine that he he's crazy about Starbucks coffee. He'll buy a Starbucks coffee every single morning on his way to work. And mm-hmm. I'm like, think of all the calories and the sugar and all that stuff. But because he doesn't get the regular coffee, you know, he mm-hmm. gets the sexy he gets the sexy stuff. There you go. Uh, I'll take the caramel macchiato, the please. Macchiato, baby. Yes, double quad, half calf with shot. extra cream. Yeah, yeah. with a hot shot. Yeah. Quad shot. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, really? And, and those things are like what five, six bucks a piece? Oh, I mean, easy, I mean, yeah. crazy, crazy, right? So even those little things, Starbucks coffee, you know, the donuts every morning, things like that. That stuff adds up to crazy dollar figures in the entire month. So people really have to get a hold of their spending based on convenience and really figure out how they can fix that type situation. Because mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's just crazy crazy important. Yeah. So we covered five, and I think it's incredibly important. And I know we're about end, about ending our show so far, but these are you know, five of the ten bad financial habits that you really need to break and curb to really get yourself out of debt. And and and, and debt is one of the biggest killers in today's society, as you very well know. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed those first five. Oh, that was great, great information. Yeah. And uh, for those listeners that you know, maybe they felt that. You know, I can't wait or I don't want to wait. You know, they can't put off that purchase. They can't, you know, put off that whatever. Um, Here's the good thing is that we're not going to make you put off getting that document and a link to the article that Scott's talking about. He's going to have, you know, an article with all 10 of these. So if you want even the next five before you listen to the next podcast, it's on the website. Scott, which website is it? 
Duck Duck Plan. Get your ducks in a row. DuckDuckPlan.com. Get on that website. Hit the ta- hit the you know the, the podcast link and be able to get that. You can drop me an email, um, and I'll be happy to send that over to you and, and get it in your hands. Because again, planning is crucially important. Education is crucially important, and that's kind of the key. You got to learn. You got to know. Yeah. It, it, in today's society, you just can't say, "Well, I didn't know." Well, mm-hmm. guess what? That's your fault, buddy. Yeah. Too many too many ways to access the information, especially when you are a subscriber to the Scotty Show. That's right. That's right. Good prompt. So have an awesome day, buddy. Yeah, Appreciate Scott, you thank being you on. so much. Yeah, this is this has been fantastic. And of course, our last thank you goes to you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, just like Scott said, just click that subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with the next podcast, part two of this one, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And this is a nice subtle hint. If you've got somebody in your life that maybe they overspend or they, they think that emergency, you know, $20 in their wallet that they use just for gas, get them a bunch of tacos instead, share this with them. They need to hear it again. Thanks so much for listening today for everyone at complete solutions. This is Eric Johnson reminding you it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to the Scotty show. Remember today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.